Hello world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. Shelly Shearer here, and welcome to the show. I hope you are having a fantastic day. Lots and lots going on, and I wanted to share a thought with you today. Do you build long-term relationships? It kind of ties in sometimes to uh, the same thought of do you play a long game? And I know that may seem a little not connected or actually my first thought when I thought about saying that was, well, that just sounds sort of mercenary because you're not building relationships to get something out of them down the road. But at the same token, actually, you kind of are. But in a positive way, you know, in a really positive way. And two things have come up this week for me that have touched my life and I wanted to share them with you. One has happened to me directly. One has happened to actually my coach and one happened to a client. So actually there was three, but I'm going to share the client and myself thing. And the fact that a very dear friend of mine came in today for a meeting. He is also a client of mine. And in actual fact, we do a little contra work where I've become a client of his. He's the, the one doing the ever elusive um, website that I talk about. However, this friend of mine has his fingers in many pies. I have taken on one of his businesses about three months ago in my accounting company, which has been very odd. And that's kind of where my coach maybe comes into it a little bit, not his experience, but his advice was when things weren't going quite how I wanted them to this past year, even this past eight months, and I was getting frustrated. He was like, you know, what do you have basically in your back pocket that you do well that keeps you going. And I thought, well, I have bookkeeping, but I really, you know, I, I don't enjoy it. And uh, at least that's what I keep telling myself. And he says, well, sometimes the bills just have to be paid. You sometimes you just have to play the long game and do what you need to get done to get where you need to go. Really took that to heart a couple months back. Some things manifested. Things are fine. Financially work arrived. That was great. A huge project arrived. But that has now left um, lent into other things. And one of those things was this morning. Client walks in and he's telling me about something that he has nurtured a relationship, business relationship that he's nurtured for 11 years. Really didn't think one way or the other of it, whether it was ever going to come to fruition in his life or whatever. He just enjoyed the relationship. He, he's like me. We don't burn bridges. We keep things open. We keep ourselves open and aware. And I, if you listen to my podcast last week on opportunities, this all sort of ties into that same way of living your life. And sure enough, <clears throat> he was just commenting that this has come back on my plate, Shelly, and oh, this has been like 11 years. I'm like, well, that's amazing. It doesn't matter what that thing could be. Could be relationship, could be a business, could be an investment, could be uh, something on your bucket list. I don't really think it so much matters is whether you are just showing up in the right way, keeping relationships alive and looking, you know, at long-term goals. And I guess where I'm getting a little bit funny here is we were having this chat about something else, another scenario. And he used the expression where, or he used the uh, physical manifestation where he put his hand in front of his face and he says, well, that person, this is, you know, this is what they're looking at right in front of their nose, the mirror, that's as far as their line of sight goes. 
and it really clicked for me because this gentleman and I are so not that way. I have known his wife used to actually work for me like 20 years ago. Went to their wedding. He came into my life. And then him and I have done business on and off over the years in one way or another for years. I've always looked after their finances for them. I've done their taxes. And that usually, and the only reason I do that is because it involves always a side company, even if he's got an actual job with the T4. These relationships I've just always kept alive. They're people I love, people I enjoy. And being in their lives and their businesses is enjoyable. It's never really that much of a challenge to keep clients like that. Well, something else has come up. And I may be able to actually have a little retainer thing going on here that would really suit me in a line of work. It's still my accounting because he looks at me and he goes, but Shelly, it's what you're really, really good at. And it's true. It's what people come to me for. I'm just very lucky. It comes to me naturally. And I was educated in it very young, like right out of high school. I learned in high school, the one right system, and then went to school later on in life as an adult to touch some things up. But I went right into bookkeeping as a single mom because it's what I knew when college didn't work out and my degree and I ended up going out in the workforce for a year then ended up meeting my ex-husband and having a child all by the time I was 22, 23 years of age when I was single and a single mom by 25 years of age and 26, I really had to, I had to get things going. I had to make a plan and I was just very lucky that this skill set was there. The training had been there and I have a natural affinity for it. Yay team, yay universe. Doesn't always mean that the relationships and the work environments that I, I am in haven't changed. It's just that that base knowledge has led me to so many other things, I guess is the point I'm trying to make here. So here I am, been a little worried lately. And today, this sort of dropped to my lap. And he says, well, would you be interested in that? And I thought about it and I said, yes, got to keep the lights on, got to keep the bills paid, I'm building a new new brand and a new business. You know, the, the common sense things, the, the physical things have to be looked after. I have a responsibility. I have a home to keep up. I have a grandchild. You know, there's life needs to go on. These things are going to answer that. And it came right out of left field. Just like his experience did the same thing. He invested in something years ago. It's just sat there. He's kept this relationship alive and it is going to really reap a wonderful benefit. 11 years later, most of us don't have that kind of patience. Now, a little segue here for me. I'm not a very patient person. Anybody that knows me knows that. However, what I do have incredible patience for is wine. When my wine cellar is added to, and then I log in my wine, I don't touch it. There is very little to nothing that tempts me for taking a bottle of wine out of the cellar before it's time. I'm a bit of a freak show. I mean, it's, it's quite funny actually. And people notice it in my life. They're like, you just, cause if you know me, you know, I'm like I said, I'm just not really patient. I, I kind of a instant gratification person, zero to 60. It's just kind of how my personality rolls. I have all the patience in the world for that. Just like I can call it quite honestly, I have all the patience in the world for my granddaughter, whether that just comes from some deep abiding love, uh, and you just don't know that until you've had them. Sorry, your children are amazing and we love them. But grandchildren, just they don't come with all the same responsibilities. So you get to just love them. And when they're with you, you have this amazing patience for them. At least I do. And uh, it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's a very different dynamic than having your own children. 
and I love it. I kind of consider it kind of a reward for having children. I've joked about that a few times. But my wine cellar, patience of just forever. Just like I spoke last week on my thing with golf, that I don't have mind chatter when I golf. And yet again, very slow-paced game, requires a lot of concentration. It wasn't kind of my toolbox of normality of things to do. So really, it's interesting to to keep things alive around you and don't always shut doors. Don't keep that mirror like right at your nose or the door, the wall at your nose. Look down the line. When you mountain bike, you look where you're going, not where you are. Or you're gonna you're gonna fall, you're gonna hurt yourself. It's you know no different than driving other even with a car. You're not looking at the road directly in front of your hood. You're looking down the street of where your car is going. Same deal in life. So these opportunities have presented themselves and they are you just an answer to prayer, some of them. And you just think, how come? How come now? Well, who knows? I don't really have an answer for that. That's not what this podcast is about. This podcast really is about keeping doors open, playing the long game, showing up and building really good relationships because really good relationships, they can come to your aid in so many different ways to your life. And life is long, guys. If, if you're one of my younger listeners, take this to heart. If you're one of my older listeners, you, if you don't know what I'm speaking about, learn the new habit. And if you do, then you're just nodding your head going, yep, I get it. You, you totally understand it. It's amazing how things will, can just come out of nowhere and be an answer, be an opportunity, uh, you know, something you may have loved and it's like, oh, and now I get to work with that. So the comment that I segued away from was doing bookkeeping and accounting work. And I, I call myself a bookkeeper, but I do quite high level accounting. Like I do set up, I can take to trial balance. Like my knowledge is a very high level. I just don't enjoy the full on accounting analysis and a tax return portion of it, which is why I gave up my CGA. As soon as we hit taxation, I went, oh, this is so not for me. I make a smoking good living here doing what I do. Let me just go out and hold those entrepreneurs' hands that have great gifts for so many things except running a business, and I'm the one you hire. I'm not the $20 an hour bookkeeper. I'm the $60 an hour bookkeeper. And those things in your life are all looked after when I'm on your team. Well, what I really enjoy now is what I'm finding is I don't necessarily maybe not hate the bookkeeping or the accounting work as much as I thought I did. It's, it's the people I'm working with. If I'm interested, interested in the company, the products, what the people that are involved, I enjoy brainstorming with them. I'm part of the process. It changes everything for me. And unfortunately what happened after, you know, leaving Bell Canada, getting sick was any work I did do was sort of piecemeal. And it was just, I was kind of doing work based on my energy level. Sorry about that. My husband's texting me to say I, I made the ferry and I'm on my way on my business trip. Yay team. Um, that I was doing sort of this focused, just fixing people's mistakes and little bits of work where it's just a little overwhelming. I like to immerse myself into a project and be part of the team. And I realize that's actually very important to me, although I'm quite autonomous and I do enjoy working alone. I am a team player. Uh, because I like being part of the dream. I like being part of the big picture. That's probably a better way of phrasing it. I enjoy being part of the big picture. Well, small little bookkeeping clients where you're just trying to earn a hundred bucks here and a hundred bucks there a month, you don't get that experience. And honestly, my skill set's wasted and I don't enjoy the work. And that's unfortunately what it was happening. 
for a couple of years after I tried to get back to, you know, getting any little bit of work after being sick for so long. Now I'm really managing my energy levels better. Life has gotten a lot clearer. I have my path is more set. Well, the, the more solidified I get my path, the more opportunities that keep popping up for me the last little bit. Now, one of the things that I am quite good at now that I used to be really crappy at is saying no. I'm a little better. I'm a lot better at looking at an opportunity and saying, you know, that is not for me. And it's still, it's, it's still a temptation, the shiny object syndrome. I mean, last year, getting involved, my Living Well with Shell company, just getting involved with lots of little bits of things here, there, and everywhere of stuff that's in my treatment room. And it's like, hey, you know what? They're fun these products that I, I fart around with and there are products that I like to test. Nothing I'm building a business. I'm never going to do a, build a multi-level marketing business again. I use do my essential oils, but that's a little different. You can go right to my website and buy for exactly the same price I do and sign up is free. And the only reason I get paid a commission is because I order regularly monthly and I get paid at the back end. But the average person can buy just like I do as long as you join and it's a wonderful little business and essential oils are so great for your health. Nothing that I'm out, you know, beating the bush about. I just am a big proponent of them. Normally, I got to tell you, I sell them retail most of the time, right? Or sell them right out of my treatment room. Very few stuff online with signups. Totally fine. But all the other little distractions, it's really all they are is distractions. I've really gotten very clear now that when it comes to my health and wellness side of my business, I'm about preventative medicine, which is why, you know, really training and getting educated in ionization. I've done the ionic foot baths for a few years now. Now I'm doing ionized water. Really big believer in, you know, keeping the barn door closed before the horse gets out. That's become a real thing for me. Getting the brand under control, taking on clients that I enjoy their actual business and who they are as people, how they conduct their businesses. I had a client last year that I literally just, we fired each other because I just didn't want my name attached to what was going on. This person really was just, it wasn't even that they were intentionally doing things wrong or illegal or thought they were being fraudulent. They just, they just didn't know any better and they just didn't want to change. And I have no patience for that. There's certain things in Canada that you obey the law and you pay your taxes and you record things properly and you build your business based on your bottom line. And, you know, there's there's some things that are kind of black and white, which is why I like accounting. There's gray area in everything. But if you learn the black and white rules, you can play in the gray area. But if you haven't learned the rules, you don't get to break them because you don't know what you're breaking. You're just running around with completely no knowledge and no idea of the consequences of your actions. So really wasn't working for me. Well, I've cleaned a lot of that kind of stuff out. Small, high-maintenance clients got rid of them. And now I really could just be going forward here with three main clients on the accounting side where I'm involved in the business, the opportunities, helping to build systems, talking about expansion and keeping their books. Love it. Love it. I'm contributing and I really contributing and I really enjoy the people I'm working with. These types of opportunities, like I spoke last year, week on opportunities, come from building relationships that are long-term. Now, don't get me wrong. Opportunities can sometimes drop in your doorstep from complete strangers. That's great. But I guess maybe the point that I'm not making here to make this clearer for you is when you have long-term relationships and opportunities are dropped on your lap by those people, the level of trust is so much higher 
that it's quite easy for you to say, do I want to be part of this or not? You're not having to do a lot of background, a lot of emotional checking things out because you already love and trust these people. And if they're in deciding to do something that you really kind of like the sound of and it's interesting to you, what you do in that team, really the specifics isn't as important as just being part of the team. That took me 15 minutes to get to that point. <laughs> the specifics aren't as important as being on the team. That's what's enjoyable. That is what will juice you. That is what gives, you know, life life. Now we've really had a break here in this weather in Vancouver, British Columbia. The sun, spring has arrived. The sun has come out. And let me tell you, this has got to have been one of the longest, grayest, wettest winter springs on record. And we know it's the, it has been on record for the wettest. And that gets a bit depressing. The sun is shining and all these other things sort of kind of dropped on my plate and other possibilities and avenues. And I'm just thinking, hmm, stars are a little bit aligning. But again, none of them are from new sources. They are all happening with relationships that I have built for years that are long term. And being part of the team is more important than the actual work that I'm contributing. So it really doesn't make the bookkeeping side of things yucky. It ties into some of the things I do in high functioning habits and in living well with Shell. All my skill set comes to the table in this particular instance. What about your life? Are you feeling a little lost right now and you're not seeing these types of opportunities or you're wondering what direction you're going into? Of all people on the planet, here it is. Be patient. Play the long game. Make sure your relationships are with good people. One of the things that's very important, and I'm just trying to think of, doesn't matter who said it because everybody says it, Zig Ziglar, excuse me, Jim Rowan, um, Darren Hardy, all the great teachers will tell you to surround, any good coach will tell you to surround yourself with people that you want to aspire to be like. And... I'm not sure if I mentioned it in the last podcast, but we had this amazing opportunity to go on this amazing vacation last week. And it was, it was incredible. This home that we were given access to very, very wealthy, not the world I live in. That's totally fine. But I visited that world many times. I do have wealthy friends. I have very successful friends. I just have really good quality people in my life. But when I was building my business, when I was younger, it took a lot for me to step out of my comfort zone and to consider myself equal to pretty much anybody. I, I you know, don't care. You know, everyone puts their pants on two legs at a time or one leg at a time. When I finally got over my own insecurities about people with money and decided I deserved to be in that circle if I wanted to be there and that if, you know, I knew how to eat at a table if I was at a great restaurant, any of those types of insecurities, those are not in my life. I thoroughly enjoyed my time at that resort and didn't feel that I was you know, the poor cousin visiting something, La La Land, and, you know, just visiting. No, I was invited there. I enjoyed it for what it was, and I thoroughly uh, appreciated that opportunity. But I certainly didn't feel like a duck out of water. It is no different in surrounding yourself with friends of that type of caliber, business people of that type of caliber. If you are always listening to negative people and family telling you can't do things, and you are going to the wrong people for advice, if you are not getting mentored or coach, being coached by someone that is successful and has been there, done that already, 
doesn't matter personal life, business life, your health, it does not matter. Find the resources you need. If you don't, you're always going to feel like you do right now that you're floundering and there's just nothing opening up for you. Play the long game. Build great relationships. Bring into your life what you need because that way amazing things can happen. In other words, part of what I'm trying to say here is create the environment for the miracles to happen, for the opportunities to present themselves. It's all about just creating the landscape. You can't live in the gutter and around negativity all the time and expect to succeed in any place in your life. And I see it so often with people and it's such a shame. I'm going to podcast on that full subject on on a different day because I could really go off on a tangent. I do not want this to be another really long podcast. So let's just leave it there today. I hope you'll take a look at your life. I was just really happy to share with you some of these opportunities that have and, and with other people in my lives as well that are sort of seeing things align right now. And some of them are very exciting. They answer some professional needs. Like I say, I, I need to be part of a team. I need to be, you know, surrounded by like-minded people. But they were also answering some financial needs. And we all need our finances looked after. That's just the deal. Don't feel embarrassed about it. You need to make money to live and to eat. That's the deal. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you liked best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.